Hello, and welcome back to the OC Pokemon Podcast. My name is Matthew, your Pokemon Dungeon Master, and I would like to welcome you to our two low-quality did-not-listen. Um, this is a sort of short recap where I go ahead and narrate everything that happened as opposed to making you guys listen to a uh, sort of a poor quality, uh, we, re- we did record on our phone, um, version of our D&D session. So this is to sort of uh, help me pump out more content as well as spare you the sort of uh, bad ASMR is uh, one way to put it. Um, so let's begin. We find the party deep in Foxglove Forest after a rocky start towards Dragonite Bluff. They had trained before facing Cooperai again. Oh, I just saw a tiny spider. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I, I'm already recording. Uh, fuck it. Uh, they had trained before facing Cooperai again, only to end up getting ambushed by a small army of polywags coming from the river. They hopped onto their... Almost new friend, uh, Jacob's Tropius, one of Matthew's closest friends and co-worker, and took to the sky. However, Tropius had been hit with some bubble beams, but something was off. Tropius was poisoned from these water moves and began to lose control and plummet towards the ground. The gang had fallen off and regrouped after everyone except for Kurt and Sean and Jacob landed back in the forest to find the company of strange crossbred Chikorita. Now, they look like regular Chikorita, but they had almost additional features to them. Uh, again, shout out to one megawatt, I believe, um, they with their Chikorita idea. The gang then met up with a secret grove that harbored dozens of more Chikorita, Bayleaf, and Meganium. But one stood out. There was a huge Meganium that towered above the trees, and that's where we are now. The party looked at all the Chikorita and tried to figure out why they all consolidated here, only to find out that the Chikorita's matriarch, the huge, huge, huge uh, Meganium, was stuck here because of a huge mud wall. The party could see that this was an incredibly thick and hard mud wall that seemed to have been built by something and it seemed it was going to take some sort of group effort from a gaggle of water types. (laughs) Hint, hint. DM hinting towards a certain water group to get rid of this incredibly sturdy wall that looks like it has some meganium footprints already kicked in. The party was able to fly up to the top of the wall where they found a beautiful sight of a grand tree in the distance, the target destination for this huge meganium. This Meganium is at least equal to the second tallest statue in the world. Uh, let me give you some clarification here. Um, I had to sort of find references for people to kind of understand how big this thing was because I had a hard time telling it to my trainers. Uh, so this thing is uh, approximately 500 feet tall, uh, comparable to, again, the second tallest statue in the world, the Spring Temple Buddha. Um, and that's without its base. So uh, for our international friends, because I do know that we have uh, some over the pond uh listeners thank you very much um that are smarter for uh than for using the metric system that is about 153 meters and since this is uh an, an american podcast <laughs> we must undergo the tradition of comparing it to something else um i didn't want to do football fields uh, i wanted to keep it pokemon themed so an on an uh on running joke for us is using zigzagoon as a uh length as a measurement of length uh, i believe we only established that they were foot long although they should be longer than that who knows um so just imagine 500 zigzagoons uh stacked atop each other 
And uh, yeah, I, I can get behind that visual. So everything from now on, I'll try to stick with the zigzagoon measurement. Uh, so if you also didn't know what a meganium was, uh, it's a sort of long neck dinosaur uh, that has a sort of ring of blooming flower petals around the base of their neck. They have these long yellow antenna coming out the top of their head. And according to Bulbapedia, uh, shout out to them for all these amazing Pokemon facts that I look up uh, every time I want to introduce a new Pokemon. Uh, they smell great. They smell so good. And their breath alone can restore life to dying or dead plants. So uh, I'm trying to get better at describing the Pokemon as opposed to saying their full name immediately. I'm not 100% sure how many non-Pokemon fans we have listening. So uh, this, is, this is for you guys. Uh, but let's get back to the story. So the party then saw a fire burning the distance atop of this mud wall. Unaware of the fire's origins, the party would have to act fast to get the Chikorita group and Meganium away from this incoming fire. The party thought of the Poliwag army and set off to the river to see if they can make peace long enough for them to help each other. However, the river they came across began to grow more and more purple slash green in color as toxins seemed to pollute the water in more stagnant areas. They are observing some moving shiny rocks uh, in the middle of the river only to discover these smooth rocks were dead Poliwags and Poliwhirls, their blue translucent skin showing labyrinths of indigo and violet bloodstreams, a sign of lethal amounts of poison in their body. Before they could inspect any further, they heard a commotion coming down from the river, and they soon came across a horrific sludge creature that emanated pure death and agony, being attacked by a small battalion of aggressive slash defensive Poliwag. This giant sludge creature seemed to be trying to run away, but the Poliwag's aggressive territorial instinct was at an all-time high against this unidentifiable creature It was nothing they had ever seen before, let alone the trainers. The party even tried to use their Pokewatch's Pokedex feature to no avail. The party rolled for initiative against these new combatants and quickly disposed of the Poliwags. And thanks to Hunty, Jess's haunter's mean look, the creature was frozen still, petrified by the ghost Pokemon. The party tried to take some shots at it, but its intimidating presence and unknown abilities were enough to deter the party. Uh, this was a moment where I sort of flat out told them that this thing looks as if it wanted to run away. Uh, that it seemed very apparent with an ins like a very low insight check, and especially after Bert, uh, Kurt's new war turtle tried to attack with a shell launcher move. Uh, this was a homebrew move, and similar to sort of Hydro Pump from the actual anime, where Squirtle kind of ducked into its shell, only shoot the water out of one end and just launch themselves. So what ended up happening was War Turtle got stuck in this sludge monster's body. Like just, just imagine like a bullet hitting like a big ooze monster. Just like, yep, yep, that didn't work. But however, the party soon discovered that this move was risky. Uh, had to undergo a con saving throw as the acid dripped and oozed onto Wurt's shell, sizzling the outer green carapace of this poor turtle. Sage was even able to show off here, Sage being uh, Abigail's Tortuga, using their wide guard boot to provide some extra AC for Hunty, as this monster attempted to attack its paralyzer after successfully getting out of the mean look. Gobs of vile acid and viscous poison seemed to just rain over the wide guard move. Uh, here's a visual. So take a huge bucket of paint and pour it over like a curved glass pane in your mind. And that's what it looked like as cracks appeared in the seemingly invincible barrier from brute force alone. After the party realized that this monster didn't seem to have any interest in their Pokemon, they recalled their Pokemon and the sludge monster took off. The party then noticed an odd-shaped rock at a drop-off down the river. It almost appeared to be in the shape of a fighting ring with a circular form and jagged spikes traveling the circumference of this rock. Black, crusted blood from generations of battle. 
and fresh crimson blood from fresh fights stain this odd rock. Whose blood? Does this rock seem to carry any significance? It almost resembled a crown, but Jenny's perception check was well enough to see an orange glow coming from the forest. The fire spread had reached the party enough to see this orange glow instead of a dark green scenery. Meanwhile, Jess's whirlypole, their gaze was fixed onto this rock, an unflinching gaze that left the Pokemon speechless. A mysterious rock? An incoming fire? Some sludge monster that apparently wasn't a muck? I guess we'll have to find out on the next episode of the OC Pokemon podcast. I uh, hate to do this to you guys, but I'm going to leave you on this TLQDL uh, cliffhanger. <laughs> uh, big thanks to our patrons at our Patreon, Jacob and Mars. Uh, Jacob has a character known as Farley, and uh, he's given us permission to make up a bunch of zany stuff about Farley. So uh, a quirk about Farley is the fact that he loves uh, chewing gum. Uh, he's very particular about the flavors, uh, spearmint and juicy fruit. Uh, if you mentioned bubblegum to Farley, uh, he he gets really pissed. He internalizes the feelings, but you know he's really mad. And another thing about spearmint is he calls it harpoon mint uh, just because he's so prominent in the sailing whaling business. Uh, Mars and her Abra actually enjoy Hubba Bubba in contrast to this for that no, sort of 90s kid nostalgia as they remember the booths at Taco Bell, the jazz solo cups, and just watching Saturday morning cartoons uh, on cable, actually. <laughs> uh, if you leave a review on iTunes, uh, you'll also get a trainer and a Pokemon. Maybe not as in-depth, but we'll definitely give you a shout out. Uh, just be sure to include, you know, what Pokemon uh, and a trainer name for you. Uh, we just want to show appreciation to all of our listeners, so wherever you can. Uh, I know that there was a lot of podcast addict. I, I had no idea what that was, so I downloaded it on my phone, and um, I was met with no reviews. So I was like, oh, shit. So uh, if you <laughs> if you leave a review there, uh, I'll, I'll shout you out there, too. I'll have to double check. But yeah, leave a review. Uh, I'll shout you out. Also on our Instagram with the uh professor oak picture i'm probably gonna have jenny manage the instagram account because i'm fucking awful at it so i apologize for that uh and check out our friends speaking of instagram at uh bk pokeshop and oliver hamlin uh they're both on instagram bk pokeshop is a very good friend of ours um and if you mention our name uh you'll get 10 percent off your next purchase uh oliver does amazing work uh artwork i should specify uh and has given us some permission to promote the podcast with uh some of the artwork i had um sort of requested and commissioned from him uh so be on the lookout for that although unfortunately right now uh i didn't realize that a lot of our stuff that we got commissioned and um had him draw was sort of spoilers um it's, it was they're they're all later down the line pieces so uh probably won't be able to see anything too soon however uh there is one tidbit of um there is a small thing i could probably show you guys so be on the lookout for our instagram to find um the pokemon known as audacious that's a very that's a good treat yeah that should be it so uh thanks so much for listening uh i'll try to get out that next episode as soon as i can um again thank you again so much for listening really means everything to me means a lot means a lot i know it's sort of a side gig um and hopefully this turns a uh but again thank you so much for listening i know i've said that <laughs> three times already but i can't express how thankful i am and uh we'll catch you next time bye guys <laughs>